Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome once again. We are here with the Faces of Business. I am your host, Damon Pistolka, and I am excited for our guest today because we got Mike Franz here today from Manufacturing Power talking to us about getting past e-commerce objections. Welcome. Welcome, Mike. Damon, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Can't wait to uh, chat with you and uh, chat about some fun stuff. Yeah, real good. Real good. Well, Mike, you know, we always like to start the show off kind of similar. So let's let's go back a ways. Tell us a bit about Mike. How did you and how you kind of ended up where you are today? Oh, boy. OK, so uh, where did how did I uh, how did I come up and get into this crazy industry? Uh, manufacturing, industrial supplies, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, it's been a lifelong dream to get involved in industrial supplies. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Actually, growing up, growing up. No, I'm I'm somewhat uh, kidding there, but um, never thought I'd really fall into this line of business. But uh, it's been a you know it's been a blessing. It's been it's been great. I really enjoy it. But uh, going back, you know, I I thought I always thought I would be in the NBA. You know, but uh, that didn't quite pan out. <laughs> I did play basketball growing up, but, uh, you know, a 5'10 guy that's like me, who can't jump, isn't very fast and uh, can barely dribble with his left hand. That presented some yeah. challenges when it uh, yeah. when it came to that dream. But, yeah, yeah you know, I went to uh, college to be in sales and, you know, marketing and uh, got a degree in that and just kind of fell into industrial supplies as a as a job and uh it, it's kind of grown from there cool cool so looking back over the history of your sales career what are some of the things that stood out that you go man i never thought i would be in this situation selling stuff oh man that's a that's a that's a good question and there's a story that i always tell but um, being in a situation, uh, I'm not going to use any names, but I will tell you the story. Uh, at, a, at a past company that I worked at, which was uh, a lot of fun, but um, ran into a lot of challenges. It was actually an OEM of a particular, uh, particular components that we made. And... I had worked four years to go through all sorts of audits through a particular company to actually gain their business, their trust and then their business. And within six months, we were failing as far as producing the product that we had signed up to. We won some business and then we started failing to, to actually provide the product. And due to that, 
that company came up and actually fired us as a supplier. And I was completely devastated. Like this was, uh, it was a lot of hard work that just kind of went down the tubes. Yeah. And at the end of that meeting, my boss at the time, my boss's boss at the time came up to me, put his arm around me and he said, look, we're better off with that without them as a customer. And I said, you have got to be kidding me. I worked my butt off for four years to get this business. And you're telling me that because we failed, that we're better off without them. And it was a yeah. significant contract that we'd signed. And I literally went back into my office, threw my computer against the wall. And and, and basically, that was the end of my time at that company. <laughs> Self-chosen end of time there. But that was, yeah. a, that was a huge lesson. I never thought I would hear that from... Uh, a a very high level person within yeah. in a company that and you know that was a that was a huge learning experience for me um for many reasons but yeah i never yeah. i never thought i'd be I, I never thought i'd be in that situation yeah wow that's something <laughs> there's something it was nuts. That, it was nuts. you think about executives in a company and they're saying well we don't want those sales it's and and taking that much effort to get there you think that before then you would have known that. Yeah. There was there was a lot of things that could have probably happened in a different way, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh yeah, great learning experience. And you know what? That's the reason I always like go back and think about that is because I, you know, learning from your mistakes and learning from those types yeah. of opportunities is something, you know, those failures is something that uh that I've tried to carry carry through, you know, since then and and on now. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So let's fast forward a little bit. So you are now foreign manufacturing power five years ago, been working in there to help um, industrial supply distributors and the people that use their products kind of marry up better. Let's talk about that a little bit because sure. I really think this is an interesting story. And, and then we can talk about getting past e-commerce objections because I think it's going to tie together wonderfully. Yeah. So back when kind of the idea of manufacturing power was developed, I was working for another OEM company that uh, sold through distribution. And the idea was to basically democratize um, the same products and the, the 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 pricing of the same products at volume type levels. So what I mean by that is we would go to 10 different small mid-sized manufacturing companies and sell the exact same product to those companies at similar volumes. And we would grab pricing out of the air and we would just throw it at them and see if it stuck. And there was no there was no commonality to that pricing. And I thought that was kind of unfair to the end user or the small mid-sized manufacturer that if they, you know. If they knew that the guy down the street was paying thirty percent less than them, they would might they might want to know that. Yeah. So that's how manufacturing power developed, um, and uh, to to kind of level the playing field when it came to that. And uh, there's you know those are those are some of the things that started manufacturing power. But um, and now we're we're in the process of uh, helping distributors as well as far as uh, 
identifying local distribution through um, a mobile app that allows small to mid-sized manufacturers to really be able to find these distributors, these local distributors, find price and availability at uh, local distribution, which is which is pretty exciting stuff for us too. Yeah. Well, it is that they distributors aren't the best at marketing themselves. They're, they're really good at moving product. And, yeah, no doubt. And, and that's, that's good. I, I coming back to this, what you're talking about leveling the playing field. I really, really, uh, it's an interesting thing to think about because, you know, if you are using supplies, whatever it is, and I mean, supplies can, is, is a huge cost in a lot of manufacturing companies. And if you're saying that there's a lot of flexibility, I shouldn't say flexibility, but there's a lot of price differential. So if I'm buying 10,000 of this and I'm company A and I'm paying a dollar and I'm buying 10,000 of this in company B and I'm paying a dollar 25 or 95 or 85, and we're not seeing that across the board. You're right. That's, I didn't realize that existed as much as you're saying it did. I, I thought basically, you know, you, Hey, I'm going to buy this from, from company X distributor X, and I'm going to get it at, if I'm at quantity, I'm going to get it pretty close to the same price as the person down the street. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm taking the, the, that example, you know, 30% higher, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but um, you know, in, in some cases it, it is that high and higher. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, to level the playing field, I mean, I, I look at it like, um, you know, many times I'll use cars as an example. So you go into one dealership, you're looking at a Ford Mustang, and uh, I, I don't know, you're probably, you probably like driving real fast. I can just tell by talking with you, but <laughs> uh, you go in, you're looking at a Ford Mustang and from one dealership and they got the sticker price on there. And then you do the negotiation and you get it down, you know, five grand. Let's just yeah. say that. Then you go to the next dealership and, you know, they give you it for 6,500 off the sticker price. And it's like, it's kind of the same deal. Yeah. You know, if your negotiation skills are good, you get a better price. If you're buddies with the sales guy, you're going to get even a better price. It's all that kind of stuff that comes into play. So, um, you know, just kind of a, just kind of a, example that everybody can kind of relate to yeah yeah and that is and me driving fast yeah that's why i don't have cars that go fast anymore <laughs> or motorcycles that's worse for me oh anyway, boy yeah yeah careful, yeah careful now yeah when you when you have to figure out how fast each one of your vehicles goes it's not a good place to be <laughs> my my world so yeah that combined with wide open spaces it tends to be fun but it's not healthy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, so we're talking about uh, level on the playing field. Another thing that I've seen as as I'm looking through the 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 products and the services, the way you guys are doing it, you mentioned another thing. It's finding the products you need. So um, that is a is a big thing for manufacturers, yeah. uh, especially you know if you're if you're in the maintenance or you're in a design and you're looking for certain kinds of things that you need there too. So what are you seeing that this democratization and giving people this information is really helping manufacturers to do beyond price? 
Yeah, well, I mean, just to speak from our personal experience, so like over the last two years, we all know what's happened over the last two years with the disaster of things that have happened. But one of the biggest things, obviously, was supply chain and being able to find product. Ah. And our customers and potential customers came to us and said, hey, you know, it's great to, to think about pricing, but we need stuff. We need yeah. to find things and... Um, we need, when we need them, we need them, you know, we don't want to have a line down situation. We need product. We can't find it. How do, how can we, how can we do that? So, um, I worked with a bunch of people that are much smarter than me on developing, uh, something that shows price and availability from local distribution. So we, wow. we tried to find, uh, a, a way to work with local distributors to see what their 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 published price is and if they have it in stock and we put it into one we we you call it an aggregator model we aggregated yeah. all those distributors and we put them in one location so that if somebody searches for a widget or an n95 mask let's say uh you know unfortunately everybody knows what an n95 mask is now <laughs> a respirator um if they're searching for that, they go, they have a, a, a single source uh, or place to look instead of going to like a Google search, which will show you places in Arizona, places up yeah. in Maine, places down in Florida, in a pay to play type of environment where we just wanted to simplify that search for small, mid sized manufacturing, come to any type of manufacturer, a maintenance person, whoever to say, okay, I need those N95 masks. And we said, okay, who's within a hundred miles of that person's phone? What distributors are within that, that radius? Uh, and who's got it and how much is it? And then they can go search, they, they, they're connected to their websites and they go there and can make those e-commerce type of purchases. So we're kind of driving business to the local distributors as well when they have inventory. Yeah. Yeah. And it allows your, allows your customers to get the product they want faster. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's the bottom line. We've tried to make it as easy for the end user as possible to, to, we say search, find, buy, search, find, search it, find it, make that purchase from a local distributor, somebody that they trust. Yeah. Real good. Real good. But that's, you know, to, I'm doing, you know, talking about our stuff, but that was, um, you know, that was the, the common concern over the last couple of years and into today as far as the supply chain and, you know, where can we find things? It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter where they get it from. It's just, hey, we need to find industrial in our case uh in their case industrial supply products that uh, mm -hmm. that fit their needs and that was that was it is continues to be a challenge yeah yeah well and and as we talk about this now i mean it's going to become relevant why we're going to talk about getting past e-commerce objections because yeah. objections because when when you went out to do this and you started talking to these local distributors. And this is why we want to talk about this, because 
I think if you're a distributor listening to this, this is going to be a very relevant conversation for you to write down a couple couple notes here because um, everybody is looking to grow, biz- grow their business. Uh, maybe someone's not, but the vast majority of us are. Yeah. Uh, so when you went out there and you said, hey, distributor person, I have this thing that will put you together with more, more customers, allow you to, to, to be found easier and not in the pay to play standpoint. Yep. What are some of the, the objections that you heard from them and why they wouldn't want to do that? Yeah. The, the number one objection is uh, showing their, their list price. They want to put up uh, many times. They'll want to put up some sort of uh, some sort of paywall, or or make it more difficult for the the end user to actually uh, access that that visibility. Um, and you know, I have my opinions about that, but it's uh, it's that, and it's um, a concern about the race to zero as far as as far as margins. In a in a low margin business, in many cases, oh yeah, and uh, and I I certainly understand that um, the concern about pricing and showing that, but there's there's a couple things that can't, have have come to light, and over the last couple of years, one is the just because many people in procurement positions were sitting at home over the last two years, and they're they're buying expectations have changed a little bit you know you have the you ha- you got amazon out there where you can yeah. you go on there you search the product you see the price and you make that purchase well that there are other aspects of the b2b sales cycle obviously or the sales process that we know about but the expectation from the end user is that and mm-hmm. it's like okay do I want to buy from somebody where I can go on their website? I see the price. I make the buying decision. I click the button and it's done. And it's shipped to me that day. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty easy. That's awesome. Or do I go on their website? I've got to fill out a credit application. I've got to wait three days for that credit application to be approved. I need to log in. I need to set up special pricing. I need to do all this and that. And with all those um obstacles to overcome to make a purchase of a $20 item you know mm-hmm. and what you need to get it to your facility to avoid a line down situation yeah you know what do you get what's that what what's happening there so it's um the what we have seen is that the user experience taking down those buying walls and, and making it a lot easier for uh, a potential customer to, to make that purchase is, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, one of the things that I think, and I've, we've, we've got a couple of clients that have been in generic e-commerce categories and one of them is generic as office supplies. Sure. You know, everybody goes online and buys office supplies. But I can tell you, you can create a business that's got tens of millions of dollars in revenue and profitable selling office supplies today. 
against the big guys and everything else. And you have to show your price when you're on Amazon and Walmart and everything else. And you're just not the lowest price every time, but you're not always in that price discussion. The race to zero is, is only for those who want to keep going down. Yeah. Yeah. No and, doubt. And, and yeah. And, and, and it's temporary because the race to zero that you're talking about is let the people do that. If they want to, uh, they won't be there long. Yeah. And that, that brings up such a good point, Damon, is that not, and just based off my experience is that many of the distributors have been saying for many years, okay, we don't sell on price. We try to create value mm -hmm. and we do so many other things that go beyond price to show our customers value. Well, I think this is the time to actually, not to actually, to where you can enhance that value. Yep. Where, okay, you're the, and part of that value is making the user experience and that buying experience better for the end user. Mm -hmm. So you make that a little bit better and easier. But then when they do have questions about, oh, I'm looking at this, uh, I need this widget to, make uh, this particular process more efficient. And they say, oh, you know what? I, I was on Distributor X's website. They were super easy to deal with. They had a great website. They had a great e-commerce website. They had tons of information on there, great content. I'm going to call those guys and see what their experts say about this particular product. Yeah. And I just think that's the, 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 the path to, uh, again, just my opinion, what do I know? But just a, a path to uh, showing that additional value to those, to those end user customers. Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. I think the, the bottom line is that it doesn't matter what people are buying. It can be cars, industrial supplies, but whatever you think off of Amazon, you may or may not like the fact, but, Everybody wants to be able to get on, find the price, research the product, find the price, buy the stuff now. Yep. Yeah, and here, here, here's one other point too, is that um, just doing some, some research and being in the industry for like 20 years, there's, there's some common things that happen. So let's just say up here in the Twin Cities, there's 10 different distributors that industrial supply distributors, mm -hmm. they have many different unique product lines, but then they have many common product lines that they carry. Yep. And, and they all have their, their own customers. But when distributor A is out of a 3M N95 mask, they have an account set up with the other distributors and can go on their website and make that purchase to satisfy their customer. And it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, showing price, I mean, anybody can find it any if they if they you know if they really want to find it they're going to find it anyhow and yeah. that's just that's just kind of a fact of, of yeah and i think when it comes back again to servicing the customers i mean it, it is about servicing customers right it's absolutely hey, I, I need it i need it in this time frame i want to pay a reasonable price for it and and beyond that it's like there are these things it's easy to buy from them we ever have a problem it's easy to get it resolved you know those are still the things that companies have to do for sure but the the less the the more frictionless you can make the buying process yes. i can find it easy i can get get what i want when i want and if i need help i get the help i want 
those the combination is what really makes things happen. Totally. And agree. you can see that even when you're we, even when you're doing high volume stuff on Amazon and good, good Amazon sellers know it's not just about being the cheapest price. It's about it's about getting good reviews because you respond to customer problems. You help them when they need it. You do provide that extra. You answer the questions when people have questions yep. and do those kind of things around yep. it because that creates the confidence in buying from you. Yeah. And like you're saying, you're talking about it could be the same mask that I'm buying from. I can buy from 10 different distributors. But if the if Mike's place is the one that's that's always helps us out, gives us what we need when we need it, got good product. Even if you don't have it today and I have to go someplace else to get it, I'll come back to you tomorrow when you do have it and get it. Absolutely. And I don't, you know, that that's the um that's the way I buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it, it, you, you get a good experience from someplace, you remember it and you want to buy from them again. And the pricing aspect of it is um, it's it's it, to me, it's uh, that's something that's been ingrained a little bit. In yeah. The, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, it, it's definitely an Part interesting it's definitely an interesting time to be, you know, with, with, uh, in manufacturing and industrial supplies that support that industry. There's, you know, there's so much tech, awesome technology that has been incorporated into making parts. And yeah. there's so much, uh, there's so much history with that. So, and the way that the business operates and the way industrial supply distributors have accommodated that but there's whoa <laughs> there's uh there's uh it's just been done that way for so long but it's very cool that things are things are slowly slowly changing as well in in the mindset of how of how or what the the end user customers is demanding so it's, yeah, it's pretty it's cool the the thing that the thing that's happening as well too that I think that companies are beginning to realize is whether we like it or not the buying group the buying the people that are buying are younger than they were ten years ago whatever and yeah. we're we're yeah. working through these generations right and yeah. the the people that are buying now they're you they grew up with a phone in their hand they grew up with Amazon yes. they grew up being able to buy like this you know people my age I can still remember having to call somebody up to buy something, right? That just doesn't happen anymore. And we have to all throughout whatever business we're in, you really have to understand who your buyers are better and how they want to buy. And the, honestly, the, the people in manufacturing are buying don't have time to buy. Mm. They don't have enough time to buy. And even years ago when we were in, I, I was running contract manufacturing places and sheet metal and CNC machining. One of the things that was, would would get you business that a lot of people didn't think about is if I can take that problem off their desk faster than anyone else, I can probably charge a little bit more. Yes. Yep. No, no, that's, that's so true. And it, it, it still is true today. Yep. So when you look at the whole thing that you're talking about with, with, with your solution, manufacturing power and how you guys are, are, are putting the two together. And then you look at your distributors and you go, okay, 
get good content, get an easy website to buy from. Like you said, don't have to set up an account. If you got a credit card, you can give us your address. We're going to ship it to you, right? Yep. And be ready to do that because you just solve that problem faster than somebody else. Well, here to that point, that's a, that's such a good point. And when you said, you know, people are getting younger and younger, we all, you know, fact of life, obviously, but there's um, another change that has developed over the last couple of years. I'm sure you've seen it too, but out on shop floors, you know, there was, there was a long time where it was when cell phones were coming into the equipment, which I remembered all this stuff, <laughs> but when cell phones were starting to come in and gaining popularity and usage and all that stuff, there wasn't, you know, there was a lot of companies that didn't allow cell phones out on the shop floor. Yeah. And now it's just like, well, we can't even stop it. Like the tidal wave has come in and we can't even stop it. So people have cell phones out on the floor. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if the people that are out on the floor, um, are so used to uh, being able to use that as a resource. Um, there's a lot of things that can be impacted by that from, you know, from, Hey, I don't know how to, I don't know how to improve my speeds on this machine. Um, maybe there's something on YouTube I can check to see if I yeah. can improve the process. And they're sitting there getting a tutorial on that exact process while they're sitting at their machine and they mm -hmm. just improve that process time and, Save the company a ton of money. Well, there's other opportunity, and I'm just you making these examples off. Obviously, yeah, but, yeah. But it's like uh, that's that's where things are have started to evolve to to go into. So, and again, you're solving the problem faster because if you can develop an app or whatever that's on a phone, and we go listen, this is what this is how we buy our stuff because it makes it faster for us. They can they can be wherever they're at. They can be walking out to an area and they go, oh, we need this. Let's see where we can get it. Well, remember, so it's not too many years ago, actually, where uh, everybody had the big giant books on their desk. You know, you'd have the green book, you'd have the red book, you'd have the blue book and the red, white and blue book. And you'd leave through and there was so many uh, people in like a maintenance role that would yeah. have they would they would have the, the green book would be memorized so you could go. <laughs> Again, not yeah. mentioning any names. Yeah, we know what I'm talking about. So the green book, you'd go. Oh, I need, uh, I need, uh, I need a bear. I need a 6208 bearing, and you'd go up to the guy in the shop and you'd say, "Hey, Joe, you know what page is that on?" He go, "Oh, seven thousand four hundred. Look in the second yeah. column on the right." Yeah, you know, and you'd go there and you'd go, "Oh my God, there's that bearing that we need," <laughs> and yeah. then, you, then you'd have to look it up. You'd make the phone call. You got this in stock? No. You got this in stock? Yes. Okay, let's buy it from them. So just yeah. efficiency improvement. It's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah, it is. It is. So as you're looking at the the objections, we you know we talked about showing the list price on online and we talked about the race for zero. So let's we're talking about objections, but now what are you seeing as people get over the objections and start to embrace it. What are you actually hearing when people do that? Um, wow, that's a really good question. So I, I what I'm what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing is that uh, they're 
from do you mean from a, a distributor standpoint or from an yeah from the standpoint? distributors because they're the ones with the objections we're sitting here saying we shouldn't this or that but, but then when they get over that objection and they actually start start using e-commerce putting their prices online booing the content doing the whole nine yards what what do they really see happening well it's uh they're seeing gains in their online sales mm -hmm. okay they're seeing gains in their online sales um but in our in our limited research that we've done okay over the last you know year or so of collecting some of this data is that not only are their, are their sales increasing their online sales increasing but they're actually setting goals and targets to meet different goals so they're trying different things and they're becoming um you know innovators to a certain extent and industry leaders so uh you know the i guess the the most common thing is that um, if they do embrace, uh, that, that ease of use, they're, they're gaining new customers, they're finding new opportunities and, um, it's, 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 it's leading to not only new customers, but growing business within existing customers as well. So, yeah, I, and the, you know, we get a lot of data and research from, um, uh, data, oh man, data distributor data systems di mm -hmm. distributor data solutions dds i believe it's called and uh, and their data consistently shows that i mean in e-commerce scenarios if you have if you if you smooth out and reduce the friction to make those purchases uh and have a quality website a quality e-commerce website a quality uh, quality content that's on there uh, it only, it only helps. It only yeah. helps. There's no, there's not a downside. Now the challenge is, is getting people to the website Yeah, and becoming findable. And, uh, you know, from distributors that we, that we deal with there, uh, it's, it's a learning, it's definitely a learning process. Mm -hmm. on how to how to do that because you know so many have on the road sales people that go door to door and do that type of thing where it's a little bit of a shift of how do we how do we drive people to the website so that uh, we can realize some of those numbers so mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that answered your question that, no it is it really is because they're seeing they're increasing their sales they're seeing that and, it, and and you make another good point it does require some different thoughts about how how our salespeople actually work because you can have a fleet of salespeople that are out there talking to people every day and you know what do you do if a if somebody comes in from the web or or what is the role of the salesperson anymore? If you could, if you could snap your fingers tomorrow and the, there are plenty of people coming through the web, maybe your salespeople don't have to go out and talk to new people. They talk to people that already know you, but need some help. You know, it's just that I think it's a different way of looking at it. Like you said. Yeah. And I, look, salespeople, there's always going to be a role, obviously. Oh yeah. And there's, there's, and there's so much value that, that salespeople yeah. bring to, to an organization. I'm not saying anything against that, nope. but, but there's, it's like an addition. Okay. What, you know, um, what was I, there was a podcast. I was, was either a podcast or something. I was some sort of something I was looking to at an article or something. 
where it equated uh, some of these new types of processes to when um, way back in the day when everybody found um, what they were looking for in the local newspaper. And it was like, okay, we, we, I, I go into the newspaper and I find the industrial distributor that's in, in my town. Okay, there they are. And that's how people used to do that. Well, then TV came along and TV commercials. Oh, boy. Okay, now I know there's three because there's TV commercials for that. I didn't even know where they were there. I'm going to start calling these guys. Well, you know, it's kind of a, that evolution as well. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything that's groundbreaking or anything like that, but it's just uh, it's an evolution to the, the sales and marketing process that distribution yeah. is, you know, either they embrace it or, you know, they decide to go in a different direction. Yeah. So what's been the most interesting challenge for you as you guys have tried to marry the, the end users of these industrial supplies together with uh, the distributors? Um, challenge is kind of overcoming what we just talked about. As far as the, the biggest challenge that we uh, see is uh, the distributor's willingness to, to share price and content. Um, because, um, you know, they, they want to protect that as an asset, which I, mm -hmm. I, I certainly understand. I certainly understand. Um, and that's been, you know, that's, the, that's a challenge that we, that we try to overcome every single day. And there's, yeah. you know, there's ones that em embrace the change and, and ones that choose to go in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, as you're looking forward, what's exciting you for 2023? Oh, man. Uh, well, I, I have such, as you can tell, I'm talking about our business the entire time, but the, <laughs> which I apologize about, but man, I am so jazzed up for things that we have coming up on our product roadmap that is really designed for uh, for end users and distributors to, to, to kind of marry the, you keep going like this, which I love that, but like, we're, we're, we're trying to marry it, marry yeah. those two even more. Um, this we're in the midst of a, a beta test for our, uh, no, no, this is a little product placement here, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we're in the middle of, we're in the in supply with an eye. We're in the process of uh, a beta test for that right now we're collecting feedback from distribution and from end users as far as how that's working out but it's a uh, we're there's so many cool things that are happening with that we've got big ambitious goals and I'm so like this right now as far as mm -hmm. got the blinders on to yeah to try and yeah. execute on that so well you but, know it's it's fun that you got, it's, it's gotta be fun. Cause you're, you're helping people in the end. You're helping them get, like you said, get the products you need when you need them and, and take the friction out of buying things so that, that people can get the industrial supplies um, quickly at a reasonable price and, and move on about their day. And, and that's something that everyone's going to want. I mean, that's what, that's what we're all striving for. Get the stuff we need, get on with our day and do what we want to do. So it's good stuff. And uh, as we're, if someone wants to reach out to you about this, Mike, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, best way is I, I'm constantly on LinkedIn and trying to network with people and trying to to see what uh, what are the what the latest and greatest things that are out there. I mean, there's so 
LinkedIn has been, I think that's how we met. In fact, I yep. know that's how we met. Yes. Um, LinkedIn is, is great. Uh, you can look me up, Mike Franz, uh, Very good. on LinkedIn. Um, my email address is Mike at manufacturingpower.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, those are the, probably the two best ways. There you go. There you go. Well, I tell you what, Mike, thanks for stopping by today. Cause I, I really, this is this getting over these e-commerce objections. It doesn't objections. It doesn't matter if it's, we're talking today about industrials, uh, supply distributors, but you know, we talk about this with manufacturers, OEM manufacturers, you talk about this with contract manufacturers, you know, yeah. and what is happening and it is because you said the buying expectations are changing continuing to change and do it and people are expecting to be able to buy things right now if they can and if if you can't do it they might jump to the next place to get it so it really is is not a nice to but a must have kind of thing uh and it's just getting more and more that way every day and I, it's great well, seeing you help them well, David, I appreciate that very much. The, I mean, one last thing as far as that goes, I mean, if it just popped into my head and there's so many times that I try to kind of relate our stuff to, to people. And if, when was the last time that you bought an airplane ticket and how did you go about doing that? Yeah. I mean, you go on kayak, you go on Priceline, you go on any of those places and they've got, they've got all the different carriers price they've got all that stuff you choose one bam done make the, the purchase and you're you're out the door so yeah I don't know. there's so many other markets and areas that it that it works in and uh well it's just you know, very cool it's just very it cool. is you're helping the industrial supply distributors in this area we've seen things on uh, when you look at if i'm a uh, like a sheet metal fabrication place i saw it a, a few months ago where you literally can drop your your drop your design and you get a quote instantly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's not for somebody that's wants 14 million of those things. But listen, most people, they're just they're looking for a reasonable price and get and get an idea. But if I want that thing and I want it and I need it fairly quickly, or I need to I need some pricing for reference to buy later, whatever it is. Yep. That piece is 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 Huge. really important. Huge. Huge. And, you know, I look at there's so many different applications out there that by using, you know, just being able to make the process easier is such a huge thing. And if you're the one that makes it easier, I think that's you're going to win in the end. It's just I mean, you, you just mentioned that. I mean, the technology and the focus like on a, that specific example, how cool is that? I mean, yeah. I mean, you can you can put in the specs of what you're looking for. You can submit a drawing or whatever, and you get something like that. And it's just, I get so pumped up about it because that's uh, the technology portion of it is really driving that simplicity and that ease of use, which is very yeah. Cool. I just yeah, so good, so good. Well, Mike, yeah. thanks for being here today. Thanks, Appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening today. We're gonna shut her down for now. We'll be back again next week. Mike, hang out for a moment and Thanks. we'll talk. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone.